many of those church hurts came out of a lot of baptism. So that's why we're talking about submission. Now I want you to understand that when, when I say submit, you're, you're not just only submitting to the leader. But first of all, you have to submit unto God. Watch this. Now, when you submit unto God, then God will lead you to the right leader. The Bible says that he gives pastors after his own heart. And that's why David was chosen. Because he had a heart of a Watch me. He just didn't carry the title of a shepherd. Come on, talk to your boy tonight. But he had the heart of the shepherd. Watch this. Because he had the heart of the shepherd, he was a shepherd. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Any, listen, y'all remember uh, people used to say, anybody can be a daddy, but it takes a man to be a father. Listen to me. You you can't just be a father. You can, any, like this, anybody can lay down and make a baby. But to be the father, you got to have that here. To be a mother, you got to have that here because a lot comes along with that and we're going to get into it. I'm going to hope I'm going to finish this tonight. I promise I'm going to do a part two. I'm going to finish it all tonight. It has to be in here. Remember we talked about, I said something about Gideon. And, and you know, I use him a lot because Gideon didn't believe that what he had on the inside of him was him. But he was a great warrior. It was in them. And just because you carry the title of something that don't make you that if it's not in there. See, if it's in there, it makes carrying the title easy. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that back to me tonight. If you are a CEO, entrepreneur, pastor, leader, deacon, whatever you are. If it's in here, that's what you are. And it makes the job easier. Listen to me. If you are in the wrong place with the right title, it's not going to work. Are you hearing me? If you are in the right place with the wrong work ethic, it's still not going to work. It's the Prince of Praise. You have to have the passion to be what God is calling you to be on the inside of you. So that when you're in that position, it will be easy. It's like going to put on a pair You get a size too small, you know what it's going to do to you. You're going to hurt your feet. You're going to get blisters on your toes, ingrown toenails. Come on, talk to me. But if you get the right size shoe, it's an easy fit. It's comfortable. You can walk. You can do the things you need to do with the right size shoe. Just like it is with the clothes. If the clothes are too tight, it can be the right length, but it can be too tight. And then sometimes it can be the right size, but it won't be long enough. But if you get both of them, it's an easy fit. So let's look at it. So sad. Like I said, many people have gone to church and left, not with good stories. Many of them left with horror stories. 
Many women have left some churches because of what was done to them. Even some men. Come on, talk to me. I said it's going to be kind of rough tonight, so please bear with your boy. They come out with horror stories. Some preachers come out of other churches with horror stories and they talk about how the pastor used to treat them and they say how stern and how firm and how this and how that and and and, and they come and, and then they look for the other denominations that's a little more free and allowing people to be free but let me tell you something the only person can let you be free is Jesus Christ. See, I know what you're saying. You know, they go, people go looking for places that seem like they got no holes barred. But even in those places, there's rules and regulations. There is still a chain of command that you have to follow, whether they let you be free or not. Because I want you to know, whenever you think you're free, you ain't really free. It may be a different format, but even their format got boundaries and limits. Come on, y'all ain't saying that. Let's go. So sadly, there are a lot of people who have a lot of church hurt stories. More specifically, the stories involve unhealthy spiritual leaders. Who were manipulative. Oh. They were manipulated. And abused at work. Oh, come on, talk to me. So can I say something? And now listen. I know somebody's going to say, Rev, you might get yourself in trouble. And I'm okay with that. But God did not call us to fight. Call us to feed. Now I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. Title pastor. But in my heart, I've been one a long time. But there have been so many manipulations under leadership uh, that they. So many people have won that they don't even look at Baptist churches or any other. I'm not just talking about Baptist church because I've been in Baptist all my life. I don't know no other denomination. I'm just saying. Now don't hold it to me. Now I'm not just ready. You're going to get in trouble with the Baptist church. I'm just saying. Please forgive me. But those of us who have been in church a long time, we have heard some we have seen something. That's why don't y'all remember that's why some some wives don't let their husband have mercy. Y'all don't talk to me tonight. I know this is rough. This is tough. And I know I was in a choir. You know how many choir members sleep with each other in church? I know y'all saying, Rev, you're going to get in trouble. That's right. I'm just saying, I was a choir member. I know. That's what, that's what we did. I'm, I'm, telling, I'm, I'm being so honest with y'all. 
Please share this message. Please share it. And when we were in the choir, that's what we did. I'm sorry. Yes, we sang about the Lord. We shouted. We had a good time. When it was all over, we, we especially if we went to go fellowship. Come on, y'all. They're talking to me. That, that was one of the main things we did. And you know why we were doing this stuff? Because we were not fully submitted. And I'm not just talking about to the pastor. Because there were a lot of things going on that made people leave a lot of churches. A lot of people don't submit to stuff that ain't right. So there, there were a lot of spiritually who were manipulated. They used their position and power to get certain things from certain people and to have certain people to do certain things for certain people. Come on, talk back to me. So given that reality, it's no wonder the command to obey your leaders and submit to them causes a lot of people to have faint of heart. Because what happened is that now the trust has gone. Now we know we talked about that. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all that heart. But can I put it this way? Um, to, to believe somebody that has your best interest at heart is not quite the same because of all the stuff that has been going on God had called the leaders to feed and not fight and that's because you have a lot of people in the churches who's used to doing certain things certain way and when someone else comes in that wants to do things God's way. <laughs> then the confrontations begin. See, a lot of people are not used to doing things different. They are used to doing things the same. And sometimes, watch this. Sometimes doing the same thing can look different. Only because of someone else that's in, in the leadership role looks different. But that does not change. The mission or the message of the gospel. Talk back to me tonight. So when we have these leaders and congregations that are fighting against each other. And the pastor may not be leading or feeding the way he should do. You remember what Jesus asked Peter? If you love my sheep, do what? Feed them. You love my lambs, feed them. Come on. He said to feed them. As pastors, can I talk about us just a little bit? As pastors, we're not to fight you. We're not the enemy. Though the Bible did talk about sheep or wolves and sheep clothes. Come on. But the pastor is should not be a dictator. 
and should not use that position, whether female and male, uh, should not use their position to win over all other people <coughs> or to force their ideas and beliefs on other people. What the Bible say, woe to them that cause what? My sheep to scatter. And I ain't trying to do that. Even as a father, I'm still a leader. I ain't trying to do that. Listen to me. Now, he says to obey your leaders. Can I say what Paul said? We talked about it last night. He said, as I imitate Christ, you imitate me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Now, as long as I'm doing God's will, then you and I are obligated. I'm obligated to submit to God, and you are obligated to submit unto the leader. And Paul said, as long as I'm following Christ, I need you to follow me. But can I say this to you? When the pastor or the leader is not doing what God is doing, please. And I saw it so many times. It is not up to you to set the pastor straight. <laughs> Talk back to me. Okay, let me give you an example. Y'all remember King Saul? Alright. Uh, Y'all remember King Saul was doing good until what? He stopped listening to the Lord. And who set him straight? God set him straight. He didn't, he did not use the army. He didn't even use Samuel. God set Saul straight. What did he do? He told Samuel, I have taken my spirit from him. And let me tell you something. You don't have to worry about a pastor or a leader, whomever this person is that's doing wrong. God will take care of that person. You don't have to go and talk about them. You ain't got to uh, call up nobody to talk about them. God will take care of them in his own way, in his own time. I had to learn that for myself. Before I became a pastor, I had to be submissive, whether the pastor was doing right or wrong. I had to learn how to be submissive. Even when I went to, I learned how to be submissive. Even when I went to the army, I had to figure it out. Either I'm going to submit to these drill sergeants or I'm going to get put back on the bus and sit back home. So being submissive is a benefit. It's not a prison sentence. Watch this. Watch this. Take this out. Uh, Malachi 310. They was talking to the priest because they was cheating him out. He said, but if you give your tithe and offering into the storehouse, I'll open up the window of heaven. Pour you out a blessing you won't have. He said, listen, if you submit to what I'm asking you to do, watch I bless you. You know, submitting is just yielding. We talked about it before. It's just yielding the right of way to the right authority to do what they need to do. How many y'all ever eat? Those of us who drive, you get off the expressway, what side is right there? It's a yield side. 
And it's only saying submit your way to the person that has the way. And you know if the person is to the right of you, that person has the right away. <laughs> and that's all submitting is. We keep saying it. Uh, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In other words, we're saying, Lord, we're submitting. We're yielding our will so your will can be done in the earth. Let's look at this real quick. Said, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. We are to be submissive to the leaders God gives us. Watch this. Assuming they have the character mentioned in Hebrews 13 and 7. Go back up to 13 and 7 and read that. We are simply told to obey those who rule over us. When speaking on the authority of God's word, leaders do have a right to tell us, watch this, how to live and walk after God. Are you hearing me? Live and walk after God. I don't have no right to come to you and if your husband tripping, I ain't got no right to tell you put that man out. My job is to tell you how to live after God. Can I say that again? Watch this. Leaders do have a right to tell us how to live and walk after God. I don't have no right to interfere in your home. That's your home. My job is to give you the word of God and how to walk circumspectly to that word. I am only here to give you the seed of life, the bread of life, the word of life. I have to rightly divide it so that I can give it to you so that you'll be able to apply it to your life. I, 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 I ain't got a right to get mad because somebody don't want to give $20. Come on, talk back to me. I, I can't get mad if somebody didn't come to prayer, to the prayer breakfast. And it ain't up to me to get out. Y'all ever been to, that, to churches and... Um, and certain people probably didn't come somewhere. And even though the pastor meant it for a joke, but they called these people names out and embarrassed them in front of everybody, in front of guests and visitors. I never did like that. That's not my job. My job is to only give you the word of God. Whether you want to show up to a prep breakfast or to an anniversary or to revival or to a banquet or not, that's fine with me. Because I did it. There's some places I didn't show up to. But as a leader and as a pastor, it's not my job to make you feel bad about something you missed. Come on. Did Jesus make Judas feel bad? No. He said, hey man, I know you got to do what you got to do. So go ahead and do it. Come on, talk back to me. He didn't call him out. He didn't talk about him. He didn't talk about him to the other disciples. He didn't say nothing about it. He said, hey, Judas, I know he just said one of y'all at the table is going to, you know, do it. Everybody's asking the question. He didn't, he didn't talk about him. He said, hey, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. So our job is to help you live your life according to the word of God. Amen. Watch this. So we had talking about the word feed. Hey, daughter, 
We had talked about the word feed. Watch this. We said feed, not fight, right? So when you're feeding someone, it's to encourage the growth of a person. To give them materials necessary to improve their life. I can't improve your life getting mad because the church didn't reach a certain financial goal. Come on. We don't have to wait until Sunday morning. My question is, when are we really gonna trust God in every area? God did not call us to raise money. And we sing songs that you never heard in your life. Oh boy. He did not call us to be financial wizards in the church. He said, go ye therefore in all the world to teach and preach, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And nowhere in the Bible where he said, I got pastors who are financial wizards. Whatever God seemed right to bless that ministry with, it's up to God to do it. And it's up to the people. To support the ministry that God has given unto that leader. Come on. So when we're feeding you, it is our job to encourage growth. To encourage productivity out of your life. So that you can go back and talk to somebody else about what you learned about God. I ain't got no time to fight with you. And you ain't got time to fight with me. If we're all part of the same body, I'm not going to sit up here and beat myself. Come on. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to just sit up here and just slap myself. So why would I fight me? So fighting you is like fighting me. God called me to feed I told you, he asked Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my flock. He didn't say make them feel bad. Now, I do know the Bible said the word is good for what? Rebuking and all that stuff. But he didn't say use it in a way to make people feel bad about who they are. That is not the role of the pastor. The shepherd is just that. The shepherd is to take care of the sheep. Not the sheep take care of the shepherd. Jesus. Jesus said, I come that what? You might have life. Isn't the Jesus the great shepherd? And what he want to do? He want to give you life. David said it in 23. He said he'll show you the green pasture. Come on. This is what the shepherd do. The shepherd takes care of the sheep. Not the sheep take care of the shepherd. So when we think about the shepherd feeding, what does the shepherd do? The shepherd is to nourish the spiritual growth of every person in that congregation. He or she is to give them nourishment enough to go home and feed off of that until either Bible class or until next Sunday. That just like a mother. A mother cooks the food 
for the children. The children don't cook the food for the mother until they get old enough and they can. But I'm just saying, up until the point where they can do it for themselves, it's up to the leader to make sure they're fed properly. Fruits, vegetables, water, milk, things that can give them substance. Not make them want to run and leave and, and say, oh, and then have your name all up in the city and people talking bad about you. That ain't why God called us. Take off these suits we got on. Put on a long way. So watch this. Sadly, some take the idea of submission to leaders in the church much too far. The Shepherding Movement was a clear example of this kind of abuse. A teacher should teach to do what submit to God, not to himself. What's up, Irvin? <laughs> What's up, man? DJ. Amen. God bless you, sir. Uh, see, this is this is one of the issues, and I know my time is about to be up. Can I say this last part? A teacher should teach us to submit to who? God, not to himself. And I know somebody said, well, God said you ought to run the church like you run your house. That I know. Because you may run your house differently. You may not even talk to the people in your house. Y'all ain't go, alright, forget it. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna say nothing back to your boy. Y'all do know, y'all do know sometimes people live double lives. They got a church life and they got a home life. And I know a lot of people say, nah, nah, man, hey man, I run my church like I run my house. So where did how you how the people respond to your, your house then? Because if they frustrated at the church, then they got to be frustrated at your house. You talk to people any old kind of way trying to make them feel bad about what? If you are a teacher, then people are not to submit to you, they are to submit to God. And then you allow God to work on their hearts to do what you need them to do. God is the governing rulership in the church, not the pastor, not the co-pastor. Not the pastor's wife. Come on. And I know, I know what you're saying, Red. But your wife, yes, she is. But let me tell you something. I know First St. Peter don't belong to me. The people don't belong to me. But God allowed me to be. He gave me a flock. Like Jesse's daddy, he put him out in the field. And so God put me out in the field and gave me a few sheep. And it's up to me to protect the sheep. It's up to me to feed the sheep, not fight the sheep. It's up to me to help the sheep to grow so that it can be profitable. Let's go down to it. Watch this. Watch this. So, they're, they're, I don't, it's okay. I don't need people to just bow down to me. I don't need You follow God. And let God do what he needs to do in your heart concerning me or concerning any other or any other leader. So as those who must give account, watch this, we obey and submit to our leaders because God put them in a place of responsibility and accountability over us. Of course, 
This does not relieve individual responsibility, but it puts an additional accountability and responsibility upon the leader. So guess what? If we don't teach you right, you won't live right. And we have to give a camera. You ain't gonna talk about it. If we're not able to come to the table, that's why I be tripping sometimes when people are like, man, they put the pastor out, they put James on the door, they put locks on the door, they gonna call the police. What? What kind of mess is that? How is <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. How is it that Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church if the church is prevailing against itself? So guess what we do? We give it room. For the enemy to come in and do what he wanted to do. So we have to learn how to be submissive 